I forget, is this going before a regular intro or after? This is going before you say hi to Lathan. Hello, listeners and learners. Welcome to Pointer Reynolds, the front porch. I got Brian over here with me. Yep, I'm here. And we're going to introduce our podcast today. Yeah, I think we'll we'll do that. Um, that sounds good. This time we spoke with Lathan Andrews. Oh, yeah. He's our talent manager, I'm pretty sure. Yes, that's correct. He... Okay. Uh, which is talent manager the same as recruiter or are those different positions? I don't know. Guess but we'll talent manager out. does sound cooler. That does. Yeah, I would want that to be my title rather than recruiter. But yeah, we talked to Lathan about a large array of things uh, on this episode. Um, what were some of the things that stood out to you? Well, the main thing that stands out to me is that he forced us to air this at the end of October instead of earlier. Because mm, we recorded this. When did we record this? Back in... August? Once, in Once Upon a Time, Once upon before a time. the ARA show. Oh, yes. Can we talk about the show? Oh, after? that's true. We can't. Well, guess we're not going to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we will talk to you about Lathan, and we'll talk to you, Lathan. Welcome to the Front Porch with Lauren Mohor. I'd like to welcome today's guest and Pointer Reynolds talent manager, Lathan Andrews. Lathan, welcome to the front porch. Hey, Jules. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just get started with the basics. Who are you? Where are you from? And what is it you even do here? Good question. So um, I am the talent manager, basically meaning I am the internal recruiter, or one of two now. And I basically, you know, do all of the job postings and recruiting, sourcing, um, screening for all of the applicants who have applied to all of our, you know, job openings, whether it be here in the U.S. or if, even if it's in the U.K., Australia, Zimbabwe, wherever, wherever we're hiring. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do here. And I've, I think I've been here for a little over two and a half years now. All right. Wow. I didn't realize you were doing it for all the countries, too. I thought it was just U.S. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, you where are you say, from? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, the first two questions. Who are you and where are you from? Uh, I am Lathan Andrews, and I am from, originally I am from a small town called Clifton, Texas. Um, it's closer towards Waco, and now I live in Fort Worth, and it's awesome. All right. So, go bears or go horned frogs? Seriously. Um, yeah, <laughs> always, always sick on bears. Okay. Gotcha. Just checking. Because yeah. Waco and Fort Worth, like, those are the two big, like, Christian schools yeah. down here. No, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm always rolling in my, you know, green and gold in Fort Worth, and I always see just, like, a sea of purple. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay, so you stand out for sure. So yeah. be prepared when you're walking down the street. So um, if you were in the Olympics, what sport would you compete in? Oh, for sure, pole vaulting. Why for sure? Because that's that's what I did in high school. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Did you start like when you were a child, like at three, and you were just like got a pole and like a broom or whatever, and you would like vault over stuff? Like, how did that even start? Yeah. No, I didn't do that. I I wish I would have. But um, I I started in junior high when you can kind of start hmm. getting into track and all that kind of stuff. So right. that's. That was when I started in seventh grade. Sweet. And just continued on through, even through freshman year of college, I did that. Hmm. Okay. Well, who knows? Maybe next time the Olympics rolls around, we'll see you pole vaulting. Like the POR Olympics or like the Olympic Olympics? Um, <laughs> if we can have pole vaulting at the point of an Olympics, I would be down for that. Me but, too. Um, we'll see if we can get HR to sign off on that. Yeah. 
Um, so let's talk about your career a little bit. So what did you want to be when you were growing up? Were you always recruiting people for things? How did that really happen? You mean like when I was little, little or when? Yeah, when? like when you're in kindergarten, you have like you're dressing up for school day. Like what is it you want to be when you grow up? And like people dress up as like doctors or firefighters. Did you dress up as a talent manager? Like yeah. how did that happen? Definitely a talent manager. Um, <laughs> no, I, I actually thought I was going to be you know, either an actor or, or maybe an artist. I was, I was like, I was pretty artsy back when I was little, mm-hmm. but realized as I grew up, you know, it's not much of a moneymaker sure. <laughs> unless you hit it big. But, um, yeah, when I got after, after college is when I really started getting into recruiting. I was a recruiter for doctors and nurses for several years. And that was kind of how, how I, knew that I really loved recruiting. I loved, you know, chatting with different people, talking to them about, you know, potential job opportunities and seeing if they would be good fits for different roles. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you, when you were little, you wanted to kind of be a, I was about to say artsy fartsy person, but I don't know. You can still do that. But um, yeah, I think that answers the question pretty well. So what'd you end up majoring in? As far as I know, talent manager is not a major. Like it is. Wrong. It is not a major, no. I think the closest thing would probably have been like business, something like that in college. Mm-hmm. But no, I was actually a, um, I was a history major mm-hmm. and I minored in Spanish because I, firstly, I just, I just love history. I just really wanted to, you know, I was, and I was really good at writing. So I like to do a lot of research and, you know, you know figure out, you know, why is it that this, you know, this king fell? You know, why did this ruler, you know, not rule for very long? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what was some, what were some of the social impacts, you know, throughout, you know, the world, specifically like in Europe at the time? Medieval history was kind of my my thing. And then um, Spanish, just because, you know, we're in Texas, it's good to learn a second language. And, you know, I'm definitely not fluent, but I do like to you know, converse somewhat, if I can, with any of my Spanish-speaking friends. Mm-hmm. Um, More than just say, I want a taco and get a taco. Quiero un taco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, and because of that, I thought, you know, maybe once I get to that, you know, whatever I find that I want to do, you know, in my 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, whenever I eventually would get to that more retirement age, maybe I could fall back on teaching, you know, being mm-hmm. like a coach and also teaching history, maybe Spanish. I thought that would be kind of just like my, my good transition. It's your passion, kind of like your passion project. You love history. You kind of love working with people and teaching them. And yes, yeah. exactly. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so I see that your first job out of college was a recruiter, as you mentioned. Um, uh, and then you kind of took a detour. How did that happen? Were you always keeping one eye back on getting into talent manage- management? Or did you consider just going down the new career path? Yeah, so good question. So right when I graduated, I, like everyone else who graduates, just needed a job <laughs> that, that paid the bills, you know. And um, at that time, I had a couple of friends that were into recruiting and they were in different industries. But the one I was kind of interested in at, interested in recruiting for at the time was, you know, the medical professionals. So whether they were a physician, you know, a nurse, you know, uh, a nurse practitioner, anything like that, I was just interested in working as kind of like a third party recruiter and getting them matched up with, you know, the best hospitals and whatnot. And I did that for, you know, I I did that for a couple of years and a lot of fun. uh, But also, uh, 
There's a lot of red tape in, with anything regarding the medical field. Um, insurance people will even tell you that. And at that time, it, I was kind of getting, you know, beat down. And I was just like, you know, I, I love that. I love that I get to talk to a lot of different people, but I don't really necessarily like the industry that I'm in. Sure. It'd be really cool, you know, if one day I could be like a sole, maybe more like an HR recruiter, a corporate recruiter for a single company. It'd also be really cool if they had like multiple branches throughout the world. It'd also be cool if they had like different departments, like sales versus marketing versus, you know, implementation. I don't know if that exists, but maybe one day I'll, I'll pray enough about it and, you know, that'll just magically appear. Um, so when I left that, you know, that whole career, mm-hmm. I went back and started working with my dad. Um, and he's a carpenter, self-employed carpenter. And uh, I've always liked doing that. So I would go and help him out for, you know, I did that for a couple of years. But while I was doing that, I was actually getting my teaching certification, thinking, hey, maybe this is maybe this is what I should do. Maybe this is what I want to do. And long story short, um, around that time, I was just offered, you know, a better position um, at Lockheed Martin for, uh, and I was there for about a year. And then Preston Harris reached out to me because we had known each other, you know, a little bit at Baylor and he had said, you know, that the, y'all, we are looking for, you know, an internal recruiter f- for se- to help us out with several of our departments and, you know, not just our U.S. branch, but, you know, our U.K. and Australia branch. And I thought, wow, I remember, pre- I, I remember kind of praying about that and uh, I, I couldn't, you know, let that opportunity pass. So hmm. that is why I'm here now. Awesome. Here forever. I yeah. Hope. Knock on wood. Wow. I don't think we have any real wood in here to knock on. Everything's metal or. Don't knock on anything. It'll make it? a bunch of noise. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Don't hit anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, glad that President was able to reach out to you and you were able to get here because I know we have had quite the hiring boom recently and you have been um, a key part in making sure that that happens. So, yeah, we're really thankful that you're here for sure. Yeah. But you know it's 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 way busier. It's it's way better to be busy than not busy. So it's, yeah, it's true. What have you been able to pull from your previous jobs that have really helped you in your point of rail career? Uh, mostly, I guess, just talking to people. You know, that's I feel like that's most everyone's answer <laughs> for everything. But um, in order to you know find out you know a lot about people, you have to ask certain questions that you know will kind of tell you a little bit about their personality, mm-hmm. just to see if they would be good culture fits within your organization. Um, also, obviously, experience, you know, helping, I can even help people ha- learn how to write a resume or how to create a good LinkedIn um, profile. There's a lot of things that recruiters and specifically like HR will look at to see if they would be a good fit and they would have the right experience. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so immersed into that world that you know i can help those probably expand upon their you know their their resumes or their cvs just so that they you know their experience can be you know more attractive to an employer Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i do here too um but kind of on the opposite end like if i know that there's a really good candidate it's just their you know their application doesn't look the greatest you know sometimes i can give them some pointers and um, even during the screening process, I can tell that they are a good fit. Um, just giving them some pointers on how to, how best to interview mm-hmm. um, and what questions to even expect. So I don't know if that answers any of your question, but no, that's, that does. That's yeah. cool. I didn't know you did all of that as well. Wait a second. You said that you a key part of it was knowing good questions. Ask ask Jules a good question. What would you say? You know, if you had your absolute dream job, you know, whatever that be, what would you say? 
in maybe a two or three word title, what would that title be? What would that look like? The bad that off the top of my head, Squirrel Trainer came into my head. Mm. <laughs> Squirrel Trainer. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Yeah. Is that a question you ask in interviews? Sometimes, yeah. Huh. It, it can be because, you know, some sometimes job descriptions have, you know, various titles and they can be sometimes, you know, very just on the point and sometimes it can be a little bit vague. So I like to know, you know, what what is everyone's ultimate career end goal? Sure. Um, if this is the job you're applying for now, does that mean like if you're applying for, let's say, account executive, AE, does that mean that's what you want to be now or what's your, what is your... Hmm. What is your five-year plan? I think everyone's always asking that question, and I try to ask it in a different way. (laughs) I know you just kind of knocked on this question, but what is your five-year plan, Lathan? (laughs) Um, It's there. (laughs) Uh, I really don't have too much of a five-year plan, but seeing as how quickly and hugely we just are growing, not just here in the U.S., but just globally, it would be my just goal to be, you know, head of of everything recruiting. I don't care too much about titles. I would just, it would be cool if we got to the point where we just have so many branches in different parts of the world and we have so many different departments that um, that's, that's a lot for just one or even two recruiters to deal with. Um, so it'd be cool to have just like a small team that kind of helps out with specific departments or maybe with specific um, locations throughout mm-hmm. the world. So if I was just head of that, I would be very happy. <laughs> it's like a Power Rangers team, but of recruiters. Yes. You know, you know how like the Power Rangers come together into that one big, massive robot? Or am I getting my, am I getting my cartoons confused? I might maybe. be thinking of Transformers. Yes, I would be the big, huge Transformer. Okay. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So what is your favorite part of working here? Firstly, I love what I do. I love the content of actually recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's, that's you know, what I'm here to do. Uh, but I really do like the culture here. You know, I, I think I know most everyone in different departments just because that's being in HR. That's, you know, you kind of just know everyone or most everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, I like that it's that we do have an open door policy. It doesn't matter how how long you've been with the company or even if you're just a new hire and you wanna go talk to one of the directors or your own director about something. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be, hopefully it's work-related, but even if it's not work-related, you know, it's, it's, it's everyone's very conversational and super friendly. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, that's, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're sometimes some businesses are just, you know, hey, we're here to make money and, you know, keep your nose to the ground. But at the end of the day, yes, we may, we are here to make money, too. But, you know, it's it's it makes the workday go by sweeter when everyone else is, you know, friendly. Yeah. You can talk about uh, a lot about how like Point Reynolds is like a family culture and like you're just kind of able to it's like a big family reunion every day. It very much <laughs> um, is. With a lot of work that also needs to be done as well. So, yep. cool. Do you ever get a sense of inflated power where you're like looking around at everyone here and you said, I'm responsible for you being here. <laughs> you wouldn't be here if not for me. Gosh, heck no. Um, no, because most of the time, even though I do a lot of sourcing as well, most of the time, a lot of everyone that's he- most everyone that I've helped bring on board or have reached out to, they actually applied 
it takes uh, it takes initiative to even click yes apply. So they're here because they deserve to be here. Um, I do not take credit for for any of that. I just I'm just happy that we have good people here and that they love it here. So that was a good, very professional answer. Welcome to English 101 with Professor Sarah Crowther. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Today's phrase is chuffed to bits. I thought you'd be chuffed to bits. I bet it means he, or I bet it means just exhausted or very tired. I'm afraid that answer is incorrect. So chuffed to bits actually means thrilled. So you're thrilled, you're chuffed a bit, you're really happy, you're so excited about something. So why did you ask us not to air this episode until October? Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so this will be airing like the last last weekend in October-ish probably? Not on a weekend, but around the last weekdays of okay, October. Cool. So around that time, uh, I don't know if you know this, I am engaged. Yes. To be married. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't, okay. And um, <laughs> we have decided that our ceremony, we're going to, you know, continue with every all of our planning. You know, we've already picked out most everything and have put, you know, payments on the venue and all that. It's all mm -hmm. happening in March, towards the end of March. Mm -hmm. But I can't help it, and neither can she. And uh, an opportunity has come about, so we are actually going to elope to Hawaii that last weekend in October. So, what? So by the time this one airs, I will probably already be on a beach saying I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, well, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, Allison's on board. She knows this is happening. She, she yeah. <laughs> yes, she uh, she's the one who actually got the tickets, and uh, yeah, we uh, we're we're pretty excited. We're we're very excited. We okay. think this is a good idea, and then um, after we've you know spent our honeymoon right there for about a week or so, uh -huh. I'll be gone the whole first week of November, guys. By the way, but um, Ted, if you're listening, but um, then uh, you know when we get back, we'll do all the things like moving in together and saving up money even for the for the ceremony happening in March. So uh -huh. I think this is a pretty smart move. Oh, there you go. Well, congratulations. I hope there are lots of sea turtles that swim up on the beach, and then you can ride away on them in the sunset after your elopement. Don't touch the sea turtles. That's illegal. So we kind of established that we're an engagement story podcast with my engagement story. And I forget who else is. Taylor's. Oh, yeah, Taylor Deezus. That's right. Um, so tell us how your engagement story went down. Okay, so picture it. 2020. <laughs> the world is in chaos. Fire and, everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More, of, more of just like boredom. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think, it, yeah, it would have been around. It was early June of last year. And I'm in Target. I'm looking at, you know, DVDs because I'm that one person that's still keeping DVDs alive. Um, wow. And I see this one scary movie that I thought was just terrible. And I post a picture about it saying how I think I'm going to buy this movie just so I can watch it burn in like on my lawn or something because it's just so bad okay yeah and allison actually comments on my facebook post about it and says oh well, what didn't you like about it i thought it was great and we kind of go back and forth and 
you know, kind of arguing a little bit over it. And the whole time I'm thinking, who the heck even are you? I don't even know who you are. And when I look at her picture, I'm thinking, oh, wait, this is this is uh, one of my uh, old high school friends, little sister. I haven't seen I don't even know if I actually knew her in high school, but um, I'm looking at her profile picture and thinking she's grown up. <laughs> and uh, so, so we we kind of just took it over to uh, instant messaging. And mm-hmm. uh, in, by the end of it, I think I said something like, well, hey, if you're ever in Fort Worth, maybe I can take you out and we can discuss movies at length more. And she said, okay, that sounds good. You can do it next weekend. I'm uh, going to visit my aunt and uncle up in Fort Worth, so you can do it then. So she she called me out on it. So yeah, I, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's what we did. And that was that was our first date. That's right. I think y'all went to not movie tavern. What's it called? We movie went to trading company? movie trading co. Yeah. <laughs> and we, I said, go pick out like you know your top three favorite movies, and I'll pick out mine. So that was a way that we kind of figured out a little bit about our personalities is what movies we like the best. Hmm. That's smart. So then you dropped down on one knee after your first date and asked her to marry you. Exactly. Or? No. So fast forward to about a year. It's around you know, late April, early May, and my parents actually said, hey, do you and Allison want to go with us to Myrtle Beach over in South Carolina? And I said, oh, man, that sounds awesome. When, you know, when are y'all going? And they said uh, it would be that first week in June. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's that would be mine and Allison's not first year anniversary totally, but that would be about a year from the time that we actually started talking even it was even though it was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So at that time I was already about to, I'd already I had already ordered the ring and I was about to get it like the weekend before the flight left hmm. um, or the weekend of. So I you know I got the ring, took it with me to Myrtle Beach, um, and then on June 2nd of, you know, this year I you know I took her out right before we went up with our parents to eat. Um, I took her out to like a dock and the, it was like the sun was setting and it was pretty over there so I just mm-hmm. you know got down one knee and the whole time I'm praying please do not let this ring drop in the cracks of this deck <laughs> so <laughs> I will have to jump into this shark infested water to get this ring so Are that was I was beach? Is that a thing? what it sounds cooler keep it going okay so <laughs> so yeah that, that was what I was more worried about I was like please don't let yeah. me drop this ring right but um she said yes, so that's what happened. We've been engaged for a couple of months now, and yeah. probably going to be married here on Halloween in Hawaii. Ooh, are you going to wear an orange tux to Hawaii like, to celebrate Halloween? Like, like Jim Carrey? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, well, maybe not quite like that. <laughs> that's that's an idea. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Okay, fair enough. Are we not going to ask the follow-up question of what was the original terrible movie that you posted about? Oh, oh yeah. Um, it's called Midsummer or Midsommar. It's a horror movie about Swedish people getting high, basically. Well, g- good job, Midsummer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I do yeah have, they brought two people I, together. I do have to give it props. Yeah, thank you, Midsommar. Have you, did you actually end up watching it? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Have you watched it, it with her? Uh, yes, once. And she, yeah, we definitely disagree on it, but okay. <laughs> but at least it was with her. It's it's still fun. Now that you are getting married, um, let's go th- through the things you probably should discuss with your fiance and see how you plan on addressing them. Ready? Okay. So um, I'm told that you have a collection of hats and or t-shirts from everywhere you've ever been. 
Um, have you just not been to very many places? Do they have to have the name of the city or state on them? Uh, and what are your requirements for adding something to your collection? It wasn't until you asked that, that I realized, yeah, I do have like a hat from everywhere I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I, currently wearing a Revolver Brewing hat and is that Dr. Pepper from the Dr. Pepper Museum in Waco? It, it is. Hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just, I like souvenirs and I always think that, you know, most souvenirs are pretty cheesy, but mm-hmm. I love hats. I just am always wearing a hat. So... That's why I just have a lot of hats. Okay. <laughs> um, and usually it's, it, yeah, it should be either a logo on it. It might say, you know, the the city or the state or they even have one that's like the area code. Um, by the way, if you've ever gone to Fredericksburg, its area code is 830. So, um, huh. but yeah, okay. I just I just like collecting hats. It's hmm. a thing. All right. Well, um, so the follow-up is your collection going to continue to grow or move in with you um, once you and Allison move in together? Yes, there's probably going to be my own closet just for my hats. It's hmm. it's pretty intense. How many hats do you think you have? Probably about, right now it's only like 40-ish something hats, but it probably is going to be more here soon. So let's just pretend that uh, Allison is going to require you to get rid of all of your hats. No. But (laughs) pretending Mm -hmm. all of your hats, but three, for space purposes, you don't have the closet for your 40 plus hats. Um, Which three would you keep? Um, I need to keep one cowboy hat just to go out to the stockyards with. Okay. I need to keep at least one Baylor hat. Probably the one I've had since I was like freshman <laughs> or whatever. Probably, yeah, mm-hmm. since I was 18. And then um, the one that I actually wore while proposing to Allison. Was that the 803 hat? 830 hat. 830 yes, hat? Yes. That was the one you wore? It was. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Okay, that's a good three. So, Allison, if you're listening to this, you can now use this as you can tell him you need to get rid of all of your hats except for those that three. That is not more space. Is at all. <laughs> Babe, do not do that. So, you mentioned going to the stockyards. Um, what is it you're typically doing on a typical evening out there? What's there to do in the stockyards? You've been there, Lauren. I you know, know, but they don't know. <laughs> okay, so whether or not you're even into dancing or you or you love to two-step, you know, the stockyards is a lot of fun no matter what time of the year you go. Um, there's lots of different bars to go and hang out with, hang out at, and there's several that have really good dance floors. Um, sometimes they have just good music, usually, obviously, country music. Sometimes they have live bands, so... Even if you're not into dancing, it's a good just, you know, culture experience to really experience what like real Texas is. I would consider the stockyards of Fort Worth to be more, you know, original than anything Dallas has to offer. That's just me. That's just (laughs) (laughs) But um it's 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 just a lot of fun and most people just like like to go there and have a good time and usually I try to go me and Allison try to go at least once a month. I'm actually going I'm actually going this Saturday. So hmm. sweet. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Are you going to go dance at PRs or probably or whatever? Yeah. Probably. Be prepared. I'm going to give you a minute uninterrupted from Brian and I to say everything you want to say about Game of Thrones. Um, then we will say nothing else of it. 
Okay, Game Go. of Thrones seasons one through four. I'll even include five and six. You know, they revolutionized TV. It was it was awesome. It was a blessing to TV and cinematic. You know, just people who love TV shows. And even if it's even if you're not into fantasy or medieval history or fake medieval history, I guess, or even violence and gore and all the all the other you know adult situations of that show, it's still a very well written show and it's based on an incredible book series called A Song of Ice and Fire. How much longer do I have? Thirty seconds. Okay, cool. So now here's where things go downhill because there are still two more books left to be written for this series. The showrunners kind of goofed up, for lack of a better word, the last couple of seasons to where it was just the characters not the same characters as they started out to be the plot does not make sense everyone can basically fast travel to everywhere else in the world in this fake world that they're in and the ending was just pretty lousy so i'm excited for the new books to come out (laughs) all right do you get any of that brian time i was more focused on the time anywho (laughs) glad you were able to get that off your chest okay so uh you and i were like kitten-in-laws or something at one point like that. Um, we both had a pair of um, cats that were brothers. Um, you had Selleck while I had Lewis. Um, and then I ended up returning Lewis to his original owners. So what was your strategy for keeping Selleck? So honestly, I was not planning on keeping that cat. I was like, I don't want an animal. I'm good without it. And then while I was just looking for a home for him for the first, you know, until I could find a real, a better owner than me for mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks, he kind of just would snuggle a lot with me and uh-huh. he would, he would, you know, he would he mind was like, me. what are you looking at online? Uh, you don't need to try and sell me off. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he was actually, he's a pretty cool cat. He, he minds me too. He's like, a, he's kind of like a dog. I'll say sit and he will sit. It's, hmm. it's pretty cool. But, um, I, I, when I heard that the original owners were coming back to the Fort Worth area and I was already, and I knew they had a daughter, so I was like, oh, what if they ask for him back? I'm going to go ahead and say, text them and say, hey, I'm so happy you're back. And this is what I did. I was like, I am so happy you're back. We should hang out. By the way, I'm not giving you Selleck. <laughs> just, uh, up, just up front. <laughs> okay. That was not my strategy whatsoever, so maybe I should have just been do, more bold with that. Do you regret it? You miss Lewis? I would like to have an animal at home, but it also has been nice. Like I've been married for about five months or so, and it's been nice to just not have to worry about anything other than work and how to figuring out how to be married to someone else. But soon, Ben, if you're listening to this, you're probably not. But we're getting an animal soon. <laughs> All right. Um, do you still play? What is that word? Oh, <clears throat> start over. <laughs> It's not a complicated word. Well, I thought it was and. It was like plays and is what it was in my head. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, Do you still play sand volleyball? Um, If so, how many times have you felt like you were in Top Gun while playing it? Yeah. So I will always play sand or or even court volleyball, especially in the winter, um, whenever anyone asks me to. It's it's just fun. You know, it's not something that is super intense. It's just, you know, you're there to have fun, but you can you can be great at it. So I, mm-hmm. I really like I like to play. Um there's a few pointers that are really good at volleyball. Um Matt Gaffin is actually pretty awesome at it. But um yeah, Top Gun. As a as a movie buff, I've actually 
I'm sad to say I've actually never seen that movie, but I've heard it. I know I've heard it. Um, that scene like referenced a few different times. Apparently, there's a volleyball scene or something. I don't actually remember the volleyball scene in Top Gun. Uh, it's pretty legendary. So okay, there's well, plenty of memes. Guess you'll have mm. to go see it. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see you it. You should watch that instead of Midsummer. I welcome it. <laughs> I, from what I remember, I like the movie. So yeah, you should do that. And you should get a sand volleyball team or court volleyball team set up at Point Reynolds. I know. I need to find a league that we can get in first. But yeah. It, have you Googled? I Googled. have. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> it's just depending on like you know what's closer to the office versus who's in Dallas versus Fort Worth versus Waxahachie versus then you know like you know, mm. where do we do this at? Sure. All right. Um. So last interesting character question is why do you vape? <laughs> You're supposed to. You're supposed to add the other part. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to do it at the end, but okay. yeah, kids, if you're listening to this, vaping isn't cool. Don't be like Lathan in that particular way. Yeah. So I've I've actually I have actually I'm glad that you've asked that question because I it isn't the best thing. I could easily point to some other unhealthy things, but that's being defensive. You know, vaping probably isn't the best thing to do for your body. But um, I've already told Allison this, that before we are married, I will be done vaping. So I do have a plan. Maybe by the time this airs, I will be completely vape free. <laughs> so it's, yeah, don't do it, kids. It's a, waste, right. of t- it's a waste of money. <laughs> and health. Five important questions. Five important, Five important questions. questions. Five important questions. What would you say is your greatest success in life? There's just so many. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this is going to sound probably like cliche, but it, it is, you know, proposing to Allison because that's probably the wisest decision I've ever made. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Yeah. Awesome. And she said yes, right? She she did. Okay. Yes, just, she did. We never, so, I don't know if we had clarified that. If she didn't, okay. I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, said so that would have been really embarrassing. That would have been the greatest <laughs> failure. <laughs> but you did it. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two, what is your greatest fear? Sharks. And you're going to Hawaii. Yes. Are there sharks in Hawaii? Probably. Do we know this? There's water there. There are Hawaiian sharks in Hawaii. Hawaiian sharks? Yes. Yeah, they wear lays. <laughs> And they eat a lot of spam. But apparently they're like little. Usually they're like little sharks. We'll do our best to not bring any sharks into the work environment. I would appreciate that. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds expensive. Yeah. If you could tell first day at Pointer Renalathan one piece of advice that would lead to becoming a successful pointer um, earlier, what would you say? You're hired here for a reason. Uh, you love what you do. Keep doing what you're doing. But don't ever feel like, don't ever feel overwhelmed. Um you know, with, with work or stress or anything. And if you are, you know, go to your director, shoot, go to HR. Um, this is, you know, we don't like stress here. Um, it's important to get your work done and do it well, but you know, if you're ever feeling stressed or like something's not going right, then, you know, bring it up to someone, you know, have a conversation. Everyone here is again, really supportive and encouraging for everyone to do their best. So, you know, go to your, I would say, always remember to go to your director. Because they got your back. Your team's got your back. What is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? That would be the time 
Lauren and Nate and Andrew pranked me really good with a fake interview with uh, Nate's daughter, who's like four. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Yes, you can go online and find it. I'm sure it's been posted several times. Um, So basically, I have been with Point Rental for a couple of months, maybe. And um, Nate Kemp had given me this this resume. And I briefly looked it over and it looked fine. So um, I scheduled time to meet with this person that I've been emailing. Like, hey, can we have a screen so we can talk about this role that you would like to interview for? And while I'm ch- while we call and I chat with this person, I'm actually talking to re- a re- recordings of that Nate and Lauren and Andrew have already record pre-recorded with Nate's little girl. They like they're asking her all these questions like um to get her to answer, you know, things like how much money <laughs> or or um that sounds good. Like like these all of these answers that are just pre-recorded. <laughs> pre-recorded. So so the whole time I'm talking to this person and I think Lauren is trying to see if I'm going to break and say something like non-professional, non-professional and non-professional. I kept it together as as best as I could and it probably over way too long it was like it's like 10 minutes long but yeah that was really embarrassing as soon as I you know got off the phone I went and tried to see them and I saw that they were just laughing their butts off in a room <laughs> they pranked me really good with that hmm. so okay well, um, so question number five is uh, kind of more of a scenario. So sorry to tell you, but you've been sentenced to death as uh, actually interviewing four-year-olds, even if they're pre-recorded, is now a capital <laughs> offense for positions here at Point of Rental. Mm-hmm. So you're on death row. Mm-hmm. Um, what would your last meal be and why? I would say pot roast, like a really good pot roast with mashed potatoes, brown gravy, Cooked carrots, and it means your last meal. You can have whatever you and want. And a sprite. <laughs> a sprite. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, sorry, a ginger <laughs> ale. I just a ginger ale, a Canada Dry. Yeah. That's a very comforting meal to me. Hmm. Okay. Knowing I'm about to die. Is, you know, you no dessert. Do... Ooh, a good slice of key lime pie from H E B. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Probably the ability to say no more often. Not just in a professional setting, but even to, you know, friends and family. And to vapes. And to vapes. <laughs> yes. If you could change one thing at Point of Rental, what would it be? Point of Rental is pretty awesome. And I don't know if this is odd for HR to say, <laughs> but um, I actually don't think we should have a dress code. I think we should all, we could all wear shorts or shirts if we wanted. Or sandals which it looks like Lauren already kind of is. I didn't know that wasn't, like, allowed. Well, you can't wear flip-flops. Which These does... have a strap on the back. Oh, I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. What is your spirit spice? If you opened up your spice like, cabinet... Oh, I'm like, my, 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 my favorite spice girl? Or It could be. <laughs> if you opened up your spice cabinet and your spice girls were in there, which mm. one would you pull out and say, this one represents me? Mm. I don't really cook. <laughs> but you eat. I do eat. <laughs> um, ooh, uh, oregano. I actually really like oregano. 
All right. Well, thank you, Lathan, for chatting today. Um, send Lathan some love this week. Send him an email, maybe a GIF of your favorite. What is that show called again? Game of Thrones. Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, your favorite Game of Thrones GIF. Um, and just be epic and let him know that you care. So thanks for listening today. We'll keep the porch light burning for you. What percent of your of the content of everything you do is the thing that you actually love to do? Someone turned purple. It was insane. Poor Swedish chef. Don't touch the sea turtles. That's illegal. You can't touch them on the beach. You can touch them in the water. So get married in the water so sea turtles ride up and you can ride off on them. Do you know how British people say uh, whipped cream? I'm skiving for a lurgy. I feel like that means you're starving. It is a squirty cream. Only very succinct, like one word answers from here on out or your head is cut off. It is over, over, over at that point. There was a rhinoceros. Yeah, I love my mom's pot roast.